All right, look, if you've heard the show before, you know what I'm about to say. We got a Patreon. If you want to support the show financially in any way, we don't do ads. We don't do anything like that. All the operating costs uh, from this are supported by our Patreon. So please go to patreon.com slash late night to support us over there. Every week we put up video versions of the episodes. Those are always really fun. Uh, you get to see the guests and us and sometimes interesting visual things happen. And also every week, if you sign up at the two peach tier or above, it's either one, two or three peaches. You get a mini episode this week. Uh, this past week, Leighton and I discussed the movie Oppenheimer. Was it a Boppenheimer or a Floppenheimer? Go to patreon.com slash to find out. Enjoy this episode. Abby, your house is beautiful. I just Thank love you so much. everything that I see. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's fun is it's pretty small. It's just a studio, but hmm. I feel like this angle makes it look humongous. Mm-hmm. It does. Fun. It's it's this is also a studio and is a lot yeah. more visibly a studio. I mean, it looks pretty big to me. Can't see your bed, which is always you. Good, hard oh, yeah. to do in a studio. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a luxury. I see art right above your well i see a lot of art but there's a little <laughs> frame right above your head and i can't tell what it is what is that's that the cats on a chessboard that one was a gift wow oh, now i can see them yeah those are cats <laughs> on a chessboard are you a big chess person yeah i haven't played as much as i used to i mean i think like everyone i got really into it during um queen's gambit season <laughs> So I was playing mm-hmm. quite a bit after then. And then I just sort of dropped off. I think once the world opened up, I was like, I don't need to be playing chess online every day. I can mm. go outside. <laughs> did you do, uh, not to plug anything, chess.com? I of did course. chess.com for, yes. I yes. think I still have a recurring subscription I haven't canceled. Uh, but it was fun. Like, uh, yeah, I, I like chess.com. Getting trounced by their cheeky little bots is oh humiliating. My God. Yeah. Well, also like, Tom because- just wrecked your shit. Like their their names and everything. It's like the fact that it doesn't just say computer, but they give them human names <laughs> makes it more humiliating. It's to make you yeah. feel bad. Don't they have ones that are like chess experts though? Chess pros. I think you could play against the girl from Chess Chess's Gambit. No, Queen's Gambit. I think mm-hmm. she was like an AI bot you could play against. Oh really? Like yeah. That's that that actually might make me feel a little better. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually a human being. Uh, it doesn't disturb you more that it's like the digitized strategy of a real and now dead person that you're losing to. No, you know what? Honestly, I think it's it, somehow that's better to me because I can picture who it was it Anya Taylor Joy who played her. Wasn't mm-hmm. that it? Yeah, I can picture. She seems smarter than me. I can picture her beating me in chess. We all want to picture her videos in chess. Yes. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got into chess.com because I my my daughter was into chess for a, a hot minute and so we would sign up and they do you know they have a little daily puzzle and things like that and she was very very into it. Um, Has Audrey ever beaten you at chess? Uh well, it look, I I'm not what 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 to say here? Yes. But 
after I took back a bunch of moves and removed 90% of my pieces. So am I going to call that? Look, I agreed to the rules. I got beaten fair and square, but uh, I don't know. Somehow it, I, I don't think that would be, what is it? F-I-D-E certified as a, as a victory. Hi, okay, a different question. Are there mm. any games that she like consistently beats you at without you throwing? I mean, any kind of emotional manipulation comes to mind like that I can't I can't win. Yeah, um, but I can't like buy emotional manipulation in a box yeah, if I wanted yet. to. Uh, That's how our old new is your daughter? I like to imagine she's like 20. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I am technically old enough to have a 20 year old. She's nine. Okay. So she is. Uh, yeah, uh, she she is a um, what shall we say? Uh, a dramatic child and fully willing to use every weapon in her arsenal to make. What do I? Uh, I don't want to make it seem too calculated because she's just like a funny, quirky nine-year-old, but she also will one hundred percent go there in order to you know ratchet up the drama. So I think she's doing that thing that so many kids do where. You know, her middle class suburban life is maybe not as dramatic as the stuff she sees on TV. And so she needs to find reasons to really turn it up. Um, the other day, I told you about the fish, Layden. The fish. Did I tell you this? So she came home from. I oh, think yes, I you did this. tell me yes. about the fish. So I'll, I'll, I'll fill this in, um, Abby. The, uh, she came home from camp the other day and she said, some five year old brought his fish to the pool and let it go in the pool. And now the fish lives in the pool. <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, okay, really? <laughs> yes, really. All right. So I was like, well, I don't know, but I, I could see the fish living the pool for a short period of time, but it's a chlorine pool. doesn't seem hospitable to a living creature. Indeed, that being the point of uh, chlorine. So yesterday she comes home from camp and she says, I saw the fish. <laughs> And I was like, you saw the fish. Yes, I saw the fish. You really saw it? I think I saw it. Okay, you think you saw it. Yes, I think I saw it. It lives in the bottom of the pool. And the lifeguards say it comes out to bite kids. <laughs> and I was like, when, when do they say that? When you have to get out of the pool? And she's like, yes. When it's time to get out of the pool, they tell us about the fish that lives in the pool and comes out to bite kids if they don't get out. I was like, honey... I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but there's no fish that lives in the pool. The underpaid teenagers who are lifeguarding just want you to get the fuck out of the pool because <laughs> it's time to get out of the pool. So, but in her mind, she lives in a, you know, she goes to camp in a shark infested pool where she's in mortal danger constantly. So, Abby, did you did you have any of those things as a kid that you were like, disproportionately afraid of sort of like the um, you know my bathtub drain drain is going to eat me the fish only come out to bite me if i need to get out of the pool etc i'm trying to think i can't think of anything i i don't know i think i went to summer camp so there okay so we had the summer camp i went to it was like a sleepaway camp mm -hmm. and there was like lakes and pools and whatnot so there's a small kind of lake almost like a little swamp type of small lake 
that we could like do the rope swing into and like you could do like a little bit of kayaking in but it was pretty small and there were snapping turtles at one end of it oh my god so that is a more legitimate fear i guess totally <laughs> yeah snapping like I turtles a, will fuck you up oh yeah i had a friend sort of we got like stuck in the marsh and my friend fell out of like her little kayak and then like panicked ran into mine um and it was like a whole to do because we were afraid of the snapping turtles but i think that was i think there were actually snapping turtles that wasn't just a loose threat (laughs) did you go did you go to camp in like upstate new york no i went to camp this was called camp fitch it's owned Mm -hmm. by the ymca um it is outside of ohio oh wow cool yeah I also went to a YMCA camp, but oh, in upstate nice. New York. Did they do... So our camp did this thing at the end of, like, the week of camp that I didn't think much about it as a child, but now as an, an adult, I'm like, this is... I don't know what this is, and it seems insane. Where at night, we would go walk through the woods, and I think we would basically go to, like, a church ceremony, and then they would all have us have candles. So I was excited because you get to hold a candle, which, like, as a kid, you don't get to do very much. And then you stood in, like, a giant triangle holding candles. No. Did you but, also experience what? this or no, was well, I what, in a cult? We did have actually a big part of the camp, what which was by the way, I mean it was it was YMCA nominally. It was multi, I mean there were people there from all over the world. It was definitely multi-faith and it was in New York, so it was like a decent mix of non-Christian people including a lot of Jewish kids, but we had a hymn sing and chapel every Sunday. So Sunday okay. night was so it was an hour maybe more even and the whole camp gathered and like there was a big kind of uh performing arts barn uh and they had three pianos and i was a pianist at this regularly at least by the time i was older and we would they had a hymnal and they would give the kids you know hymnals and we would sing church church hymns so no candles but (laughs) definitely like christian stuff yeah it's fascinating i mean my church was i think or not my church, my camp. Like my family didn't go to church, so I, I assume there were religious people there, but we were not a part of that. So I'm not sure what the deal was with the, all the church stuff at the YMCA camp. But maybe that's yeah. just how they go. And I wonder how much it holds up now, too. Like sure. as people are, you know, at least the one I went to, it was not like a conservative place by any stretch of the imagination, at least that I was aware of as as a kid. So do they still have that and chalk it up to tradition and? You just buy into it if you're going to be a part of the camp or or not like i'm i'm curious about that yeah i, I mean yeah. so i being a non-church going child except when i was staying with family which over summers it would be like a few weeks at a time and then it would be like we're going to church three times a week uh which always very fun when you were a non-christian coming into the situation but mm-hmm. i did vacation bible school many summers in a row which is just like indoctrination but make it a musical uh and you get a fun t-shirt i'm not even like making that up it's like a whole there's a different theme every year and it going down from like the preschool level to like 10 year olds Mm -hmm. it's actually like a pretty incredible efficient little machine where it's all set up like a summer camp and you get your snack and whatever and then they do the like or do you accept our lord and savior savior jesus christ now sing a song about god uh Mm -hmm. and you you know learned your little dance moves and you did a show at the end but i did that every year and then i kept doing it once i like aged out of it because they let me be one of the like you know quote unquote staff and it just meant that me and my cousins would get walkie talkies and we got to run around this whole church like running errands and shit and it was great 
I didn't love what we were there to do per se, but much like handing a child a candle, a child unsupervised with a walkie-talkie is like the greatest oh my God. freedom in the world. Yeah. Yes. There was also was, like, it was a big mega church in the middle of nowhere and there was like a whole old was wing. It, was this in North Carolina? This was in Georgia. In Georgia. Um, there was this whole old wing after they had like upgraded the church or whatever. So it was like a big empty chapel and like storage. And so there was just all these places to go and hang out. And you got as much snack from the snack station as you wanted. And you got to watch the incredibly depressing sight of like a bunch of preschoolers trying to reckon with Jesus suffering and dying for their <laughs> sins. Oh, uh, speaking of that, yesterday, my daughter says mm -hmm. to me, she was like, Daddy. I don't really like being Jewish. And I was like, well, let's talk about this. <laughs> so what don't you like about being Jewish? Which, by the way, she isn't really because <laughs> I'm not really like. Uh, and she said, well, I don't like the part about how Jesus died and, you know, and all that stuff. And I was like, honey, that's explicitly not the Jewish part. <laughs> like the Jewish part stops right it goes right up until that and then it stops and I think that made her feel a little bit better about her her Jewish heritage so yeah that's one of the, the pluses of Judaism is you don't have to deal with the suffering of Jesus because he was just some guy he was just some guy, just some guy. <laughs> what a bizarre th I, was, I was thinking about um, the whole now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord oh my, my soul God. to keep. And if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take, which I said every night before bed for most of my childhood. Is that a real why do, prayer? Why do we? Yes. Okay. Why don't we teach kids that? I do think a lot of prayers. I don't know. I again, I didn't grow up in like a religious household. We went to church very occasionally with like some parts of my family, but we weren't religious. Mm -hmm. But it is weird going to some of those churches where people like stand up and chant. And mm -hmm. that's like the whole service is like the chanting. I always find it fascinating. I always forget that like prayers are not just like, hey, say whatever you want to say to God. It's therapy. It's like, no, you have a script you're going to follow. <laughs> right. And this is what God right. listens, listens to. God's taking yeah, notes. And, and yes. a significant portion of these prayers include, by the way, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> and sorry for being so awful all the time. <laughs> like, I am inherently we bad. <laughs> This is not creating any sort of nascent, undeveloped, later mental illness that's going to be an issue for me. This is not going to exacerbate those symptoms and make me think that those symptoms are just what's supposed to happen because God's mad at me. Right. Um, yeah, it's great. I, and I only was thinking about that last night because I made a joke about <laughs> uh, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my whole to keep and then just nice. had a moment where it was like, this is what happens when you really try hard to make a child be they grow up to be a blasphemer yes but i wouldn't have it any other way late i'm glad you're a blasphemer yeah it's great it's great i enjoy yes. it a lot it's fun uh i think we should introduce the show this is a really great yeah. and welcoming way to get people to to like you know you've never listened to this show before welcome yes <laughs> terrible way to start an episode. welcome to yet another discussion of holes on late night yeah uh, everybody, speaking of that, this is Leighton Night with Brian Weck. My name is Brian Weck. Over here, we have, as always, Leighton Gray. Whole expert, Leighton Gray. Oh, yes. Noted whole expert, Leighton Gray. Mystery guest, who is already being so patient with us. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hello. My name is Abby Russell, and I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. What yeah, might same. people know you from, uh, from being online? 
Um, yeah, so I streamed to Twitch, but I started my career at Giant Bomb, and then later I was a creative producer and writer at G4, mm-hmm. um, and I still create content about video games online. That's great. Wonderful. We're very yeah. glad to have a, another, a fellow gamer mm-hmm. in our midst here. <laughs> it's always the coziest episodes for me when, you know, there's an understanding that we are all gamers. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, I was actually curious. I, I mean, I was looking at your website and I noticed there was some article about horror games. So oh, sure. streaming horror games. And I know, so I am not much of a horror gamer, but Leighton uh, recently wrote a horror game. Ooh, cool. Indeed. So I'm yeah, curious. I'm wearing the shirt for right now that you can't see because it's so I can't tiny. See. Is that a homebody shirt? It is a homebody shirt. You guys shirt. have homebody shirts? Yeah, we do. And we have Wait, a bath. Show, show we have this thing off. Does it say anything on bath. the back? It does, but I can't. My dog is asleep on my lap and I'm <laughs> <laughs> maintaining this like tenuous truce so she doesn't bark while we record. Okay, no, fair enough. Fair I just, enough. I promise you it's cool. And we also have hot dogs that say bastard on them. So do you, you know, really? You wanna, yeah. I know about this. This is great. The grift, we're, we're, the grift keeps moving whether you're aware of it or not, Brian. <laughs> uh, where can I get a homebody shirt? Where can I buy? A Probably game, gamegrumps.com? Question Probably. mark? I don't know. Yeah, okay, somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip off the design and put it on my Redbubble. So oh, anyone sick. who's interested in a homebody shirt should go through that so I get paid and not the. I'm just gonna tweet about how much I want one so a bot comes in and says, "Buy the shirt here." <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Wow, does that still happen on the the oh, website yeah. x.com? Oh. I think you're 2023. Yeah, that's the only people who are tweeting there now. The bots, the t-shirt bots. Yeah, it's just going to be all the bots talking to each other in one endless circle until they all form together into a super intelligent singularity. Mm-hmm. Why not? Power of X. All they do is <laughs> is is make shirts and tweet porn links. <laughs> it's what Elon wanted. Um, Brian, you had an actual question that I derailed. Yeah, my question was, Layton, can you ask Abby a question about horror games? Oh, you're going to pass yeah. the buck? Well, you're the yeah. one who well, said you... that you looked at an article that she wrote about horror games. I didn't see no, this it article. No, it was an article. Fe- it wasn't one that you wrote, right? It was one that mentioned you as a It was like uh, streamers, streamer. horror streamers to watch or something. Yeah. Ooh, so look, my, it's on my, the press page of my website. You got to really that's take it where one. you can get it. Uh, so my, my question just was, you know, horror games which ones do you like which ones did you stream experiences that sort of stuff Ooh, i mean my favorite horror games to stream i had like a whole horror feature at giant bomb i did it with Vinny caravella my old co-worker um where i would play a different horror game like leading up to halloween for six weeks once a week i would play a different one cool um and my favorite ones were always like the jankiest kind of shittiest horror games that just was like mm-hmm. jump scare after jump scare um and one season we did all like two-player horror games and they were all the most like low-rent horror games there's this one where this sort of scary woman was going around scaring you i wish i could remember what it it was called but i can't but she um i call that late night with brian white exactly yes (laughs) yeah but she would like if you got captured by her you would turn into like a little doll and suddenly you mm. would be like a doll running around. And we didn't know that was going to happen. So I've now spoiled it if you're going to you know, play that game. <laughs> play the but game was, that we uh, don't know what it's called. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a fun surprise. Um, but I, I don't know. I really like, I mean, there's obviously like very good games. I think nothing beats PT 
which is I think the best sure. horror yeah. game. Not only not only like is it just a good solid game, but also the lore around it is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it turned play- into like this lost media thing very quickly, yes. which is yes. the number one thing you can do to a horror thing to make it even better. A hundred percent. And yes. wait, have you both done played PT? I never have. Yes. Oh, I yeah. personally played like a couple of loops of it and then stopped. Mm-hmm. I've only watched ago. videos. Yeah. It's so scary. I've played it a few times. One time, I think it might have been like the first game I played for the horror feature I did at Giant Bomb. Yeah, that game is so scary every single time. I love the I love watching like uh, videos that do behind the scenes of like AI in horror games, oh, yeah. like Alien Isolation and Resident Evil. And I love that like Lisa is always behind you. That like when you turn the camera around, she's always there. That's fucked up. I love yeah, it. Yeah, me too. So something that I've been thinking about in having watched streamers play Homebody, which is very much, it's interesting to me the the way that there is a certain type of game that is really, really good for people who stream horror games. And it is the kind of like ro- low rent stuff that you're talking about, like the really silly, like poppy playtime, whatever, you know, not to cast dispersions on that, but it, it's a very mm-hmm. specific type of horror game that is very popular and is very easy to get big reactions out of whereas home body is a much different type of game that requires like you know it's not as easy to like talk shit over and everything else but i'm curious like what the most engaging horror game experience playing on stream with your audience has been like has there been something that really stands out to you as like you're having a great time and chat is also responding really well to it Oh, gosh, what a fun question. I mean, I think for a lot of those streams with Giant Bomb, they were pre-recorded, so they weren't live streams. It was like a pre-recorded video, um, but we did get to see people's reactions afterwards. I mean, I think for something like that, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've played a lot of Resident Evil games on stream, and those are always fun because it's a good balance of scares and just sort of fun action. Um, I think some of the best horror games, though, are ones where people typically know when the scares are coming, so they can be excited for you. Or, you know, mm. actually what is a really good one for streaming is Phasmophobia or any of those cooperative ones where it's sort of like, yeah. it's different every time you play. Um, I think the audience can get really invested in it. You have sort of an easy goal you're trying to accomplish. Um, yeah, those games are pretty good for streaming. Yeah, I, I think I would imagine that even though it's it's truly like a horror themed game, but not a, a horror game is like Dead by Daylight just because of the oh, dynamic. Sure cooperative like you never really know what's going to happen um i think that's kind of a fascinating thing that we've gone from single player horror to these like co-op fairy party game focused horror experience like i love that that's that's how it i feel it should be like that's the natural progression of you could watch a stupid scary movie with your friends at night with the lights off or you could be playing a game with them and get spooked and then drag your friends that you know are easily scared (laughs) which is always the best part what was the turning point for that? Like, w- w- is there one one game you can point to that was the big kind of watershed? I I mean, this is sort of a different type of thing, but something I thought of was um, Until Dawn, which I think was like, oh, it's a single yeah. player game, but you like pass the controller. It's very much like great with friends because sort of a campy horror movie where you're going in and you're kind of picking your choices and like characters are dying. That's another really good one for streaming with an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, and then they're, all of their later games, I think, have a co-op element to it because it was so, I guess, well-received playing with friends for the first one. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of a different type of game than what you were talking about. But that was what I first thought of. 
And I also feel like the huge boom of Among Us during the pandemic, I feel like has broken up, you know, because Phasmophobia came out after Among Us, question mark. But I feel like Among Us technically came out a long time ago. It did. Yeah. 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 Um, And did not become popular until pandemic era. Um, But I think that will probably be in hindsight, like a bit of a watershed moment for the kinds of. Mm intensely streamable and contentable horror games not horror games but you know games i also Uh, think just having people like playing the game in a group who are dying and can no longer talk to the other people is like a really powerful mechanic mm -hmm. yeah because it's so simple uh and requires like this certain level of role-playing and commitment like that i could never get super into it because lying to my friends sucks like i can't (laughs) i'm not like a big that's my favorite thing person yeah Yeah, of course um but yeah i i think there is a certain type of person who really thrives in the the sort of showmanship of that type of game so you for example hate werewolf slash mafia that kind of thing Layton. me yes i mean it's just not really my my bag Mm -hmm. i love it i think it's so fun i love see i love it too because I love lie, I love lying to people when it's acceptable. <laughs> when right? it's socially acceptable for you to lie and permissible for you to lie. One million percent. It's uh, that love, is yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, please. I just I love lying to people and I love accusing people. I think yes. it's so mm. fun oh, yes. to just be like everyone's the killer and I'm going to tell you why, and just derailing every game. I, I you know I I'm just thinking about this now, but one of the reasons. I think I love it is I'm I'm not conflict avoidant, but I'm not particularly confrontational in my everyday life. This podcast, by the way, listening to this podcast will disagree with me saying this, but this is <laughs> what I'm about to say actually backs this up. Um, uh, when it comes to like interpersonal conflict, I'm not going to like get into it every time. I'm not going to be the type of person who's like, you know, hey, dude, you shouldn't have left that window open or whatever, you know. Uh, and what I love, I don't know what window I'm talking about or who that guy that <laughs> left it open is. Uh, but well, I love the ability to be in an environment where you're like, the whole point is to create conflict and, <laughs> and with, within an acceptable framework. Where Creating petty conflict, which petty, is yes. where you thrive. Well, indeed, everything about me is petty, as people know. <laughs> but I love, like, if you're playing, let's call it werewolf, uh, so I don't have to keep saying werewolf mafia. Uh, if you're playing werewolf, the whole point is to, like, get out there and start shit or defend yourself as someone who doesn't like to start shit and often doing both of those at the same time. And it's so fun to have an excuse to sort of be an asshole and then have everybody be like, yay, that was fun. So, which is why I do this show also. <laughs> yeah, you need once once the mic is on, you have full license to be <laughs> mean to me. Me? I'm no, I've yeah. never been mean to you in my don't life. Do Wait, don't do this. Mean? Me? I, I do take exceptions. You to seen, mean. Are you seeing this, Abby? Mean? This is. I'm a gracious. I'm a gracious co-host. Indeed, you are, Brian. Yes, Abby, I agree with you. I'm curious. I, I feel for for any gamer. There's always the formative early gaming experiences in your childhood. What were those big ones yes. for you? Um, I mean, I grew up playing games, but I think the ones that really like mattered to me and was like, oh, I care about this. My sister and I would play a ton of Mario Party on the Nintendo 64, specifically mm-hmm. Mario Party 2. 
So it was like Summer's Playing Mario Party was very fun, and we would like try to unlock all of the mini games and everything. They had like this weird like stump tower you could go up and like, because there's not a lot of like, you know, achievable stuff in Mario Party. It's a party game. So mm-hmm. the few achievable things we could do, we were very into, and we were very into Perfect Dark and sort of that era of gaming. And then I remember when I got my DS, it was like I saved up holiday money and birthday money and I got it myself. And mm-hmm. I don't even think I had a game at first. I just had like the Metroid demo. Oh, and yeah. eventually I got so many games for it because they came out with so many. And the big one for me was Animal Crossing, which I think it was Wild World at the Wild time. Wild World yeah. was the DS So that one. was yeah. like, I remember holidays, like New Year's spending in Animal Crossing. That one was, that was big. That was also the first time I played a game that was like Animal Crossing, where it was just like, you live in the world, it's real time, you know. Yeah, that was That's, a lot of good memories in Animal Crossing. It's nice to encounter another Wild World enjoyer, because that uh, is my number one favorite and will always be in the Animal Crossing series. Because, you know, I had a similar thing where I got a Nintendo DS and then like a handful of games. I definitely liked playing my little computer games before that, mm-hmm. but it was my first like console. And that and Nintendogs and like... Oh, yeah. Uh, sitting on neighborhood kids' trampolines and all playing Dogs or, like, doing Picto Chat back when that was a thing are truly, like, some of my most positive childhood memories. Tell me about... I totally agree. What it, okay, I am... I don't know Dogs, probably what? due to my advanced age. Wow. Uh, what Describe Dogs to me. So can I guess well, that it's a game about dogs from Nintendo? Did yes. I get that part Good correct? Work. Okay, great. It's great. The, I, I don't know about you, Abby, but the sound design in that game like will ring through my head forever of just hearing Lucky, Maxwell, Daisy uh, all the time <laughs> for no fucking reason. Doesn't um, work for me. I don't remember this at all. Maybe I was playing on mute. <laughs> are those three dogs or is that the name of one dog? It was three dogs because the thing is, so Nintendo Dogs was you open it up and you adopt a little dog and each mm-hmm. game was a different type of it was a different breed yeah. so i personally like, had nintendogs chihuahua and friends me too and now i have a real nintendog chihuahua <laughs> and friends there she is um yeah, what's her name so, her name is maybe oh very good um but you you adopt your dog you name it and because the ds had a little microphone on it you mm-hmm. would get you know it would use like voice commands so you would train your dog and like teach it to sit and do tricks and you would brush it and then you go on little walks and when you go on walks you could pick up presents mm-hmm. and if your friends had dogs, your dogs could play together and also there were like agility competitions with two you know a very iconic announcers to the competition that in hindsight i'm like they were they were kissing right but <laughs> ex- excellent game like perfect basic little like if you're a kid you can have i forget you can have four dogs and there were all these toys and costumes and it, it was it was just you play with your little digital dog yeah it's kind of like a sort of a more fleshed out like tomodachi or tomogachi yeah. i always forget because there's tomodachi, tomodachi life right which i also love which is 3ds yeah. perfect game but yeah. Yeah, I do remember with Nintendogs, like as your like relationship with the dog built up, you can go for longer and longer walks. So mm-hmm. it would be a thing where I would like level my dog up so much that I'd be like, this walk needs to end. It is too long. <laughs> and I would just be like, too I many presents. so many presents. Yes, it's like, please, this is taking forever. But otherwise, love- perfect game. When they, when you, you know, because you can pet your dog with a little stylus, mm-hmm. and if they like it, you get little sparkles, and mm-hmm. it was really cute. I remember. What determines if they like it? 
because they're a dog programmed to enjoy it when you pet them. Uh, do they ever not like it? I guess is the question I'm asking. How, if I was playing it, what could I do to get the dog to not like it? Is the specific question. There's an item you can I'm get asking. where you could get little Mario Kart RC cars if they were like really rare, and if you repeatedly drove them into your dog, they would hate it. And I know okay, this because I did it on accident several times, and then when they yelp, I would cry. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, that rules. But I remember my best friend also had Nintendo dogs and she had lab and friends, but she wanted to name one of her dogs Angel and it was her first dog that she got on her save, but she spelled it wrong. And so the dog's name was Angle <laughs> and it was my, my little Chihuahua Orlando playing with her dog Angle. Um, Orlando and Angle. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. wait, the, the actual cartridge you got would be a different breed of dog? Like you yeah, there are buy... different versions of the game, and mm -hmm. there would be, like in Chihuahua and Friends, under the umbrella is that like it's mainly Chihuahuas, and then you could get like a... What are Some other types that, of dogs. But that would be yeah. a different like DS cartridge than the, uh, so than the, the other breeds. The Chihuahua one saying? has Chihuahuas and a few other types, and then like the Labrador one would have Labradors and a few other types. I see. So I don't know if there would be overlap in the sort of sub dogs but mm -hmm. you would have like a few main ones and then i feel like i because mm -hmm. i have the chihuahua one too and i want to say i had like a rottweiler but that seems like a wild one to have with a chihuahua yeah. i'm gonna uh, okay we gotta look this up excuse me I, okay so i've been thinking about what one was one of my favorite uh sims or sorry n spoiler nintendo ds games which was the sims two or three fuck oh which i played herbs did you ever play herbs busting out no no oh my god that's classic. such an iconic cover though like when i think oh, about yeah. GameStop, i think about that, that orange <laughs> yes yeah i but but this sims game that i was so obsessed with i think it was sims 2 for nintendo ds because it wasn't like a mainline sims game it was like a weird offshoot and it was just like a fucking weird game oh, I see. it had very strange those, vibes yeah like game boy advance and like 3ds sims games were all like weird it was like they have like weird lore i recently watched all these videos about them because i found them fascinating but they have all this weird lore i love those games though yeah all yes, right. what I'm thinking about is Sims 2 on Nintendo DS because one of the first things that comes up is a Kotaku article called The Sims 2 on Nintendo DS is Haunted. Uh, <laughs> valid. Just, I, there's something about, um, I remember I would wake up before school really early in the morning so I could play Animal Crossing before I went to school and I saw like, you know, every once in a while you can see a UFO and I was really oh, afraid yeah. of aliens and I saw one and I slapped my DS down and hucked it under my bed. Uh, <laughs> and I did the same time anytime aliens showed up in Sims 2 because if you time travel to the game new and would send aliens after you for cheating and really? as somebody who time That's traveled fantastic. aggressively in Animal Crossing, it was a real thorn in my side where I was afraid to open the Does game. Does time travel the mean uh, re reset the clock on the thing? Yeah. Okay changing the system clock so you can yeah. get shit faster and it would send aliens after you to do what precisely oh in in sims 2 it was just you know you had to fight them with a little water gun and it played really scary music and i think that is enough to deter a child from uh playing with time so recklessly mm -hmm. uh so i looked up i mean i'm sure you two know this the different versions of nintendogs okay uh, do you know what they are? Chihuahua and Friends, Lab and Friends, Dalmatian and Friends. Mm -hmm. 
Shiba and Friends? Shiba and Friends is the alternate name, the J- the Japanese name of Lab and Friends, according a, to hmm. the Wikipedia thing I'm looking at. And how many uh, am I miss? What am I missing? Uh, there's a Dalmatian and Friends. It looks. I like, said too. Dalmatian. Oh, and sorry. Friends. <laughs> I looked. Uh, oh, I was looking at Dachshund and Friends. Dachshund, which I guess you didn't say. No, I did not. Are there any Why others? these breeds? Did That's they do? Did they ever do n- n- Nintendo cats? It doesn't <laughs> work Ooh. as they well as Nintendo dogs. Nintendo dogs plus cats. Oh, which was oh, the no. sequel that <laughs> came you? out. And hold on, hold up, hold up. Nintendo. I'm clicking on the article right now. I'm this gonna guess 2009. 11. Fuck. Wow, that's 2011. more recent than I would have guessed. Yeah. And there's a, on, on the cover it says featuring toy poodle. Nice. <laughs> what a dream. I, I'm just thinking about like whoever came up with Nintendogs being in a board meeting and being like, all right, guys, and like writing Nintendo on the board yeah. and just adding a G and an S and putting a dollar sign through the S. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did you know? Now, I never thought about this. You know, there was an, an Apple II computer called the Apple II GS. The GS stood for graphics and sound. So I'm curious. That's, that seems like an II's. interesting parallel. Apple II mm. GS. I had an <laughs> Apple II GS. So yeah, after after you got your Nintendo DS, what was the next natural console step for you, Abby? Um, I mean, I was pretty excited for every DS afterwards. Like the 3DS, I didn't get it right away because I know people were pretty disappointed with it at first. And I think I was like about to start college or it was just like not a time where I had like a lot of money anyway. And eventually I got it, I think, while I was in college. And there were enough games out that it was great. And I loved my 3DS. Um, and what then color the- did you have? So I had the black uh, Zelda one that I loved. And then I let a friend borrow it and it got stolen. And I was very upset. I know. Betrayal. (laughs) And it it also got stolen. I had like five shiny stars in um, like, uh, what's that? Mario 3D Land, which was Mm -hmm. just, it was like at the time I was like, I care about this a lot and it's a shame. And now I'm like, who cares? Um, Of course. But I eventually got... When uh, New Leaf came out, I got the like New Leaf 3DS, which was exciting. Oh man, the really cute one with like all the little yes things on it. Ugh. I think I wound up selling it for when they had the one that had the little like, they had like the extra joystick on it. Cause I loved the like red, it was like they have like the primary colored buttons for mm-hmm. the newest one. They have like the face, face plates. So it wasn't like a special edition, but I just liked the look of it better. So I think I wound up upgrading. I, I oh, love that the makes 3DS me think era. of the all of the defunct like nintendo ds things like picto chat but also street pass oh like, yeah street i was pass. militant about my street pass oh, anytime yeah. i went to like a convention or or was at camp it was just like all right let's fucking go yes 100 percent. can you okay not not to keep asking the same question what is street pass so the ds or the 3ds could go into like sleep mode where you would close your 3ds but you wouldn't turn it all the way off and i mm-hmm. think you could put it in like an actual mode that's like a sleep mode and then mm-hmm. you'd walk around with it in your bag and then if other people have their 3ds's on them your me's will like talk to each other and when you open your 3ds it's like whoa you got a street pass and you go into the app and then you like everybody would line up everybody you saw or passed by during the day then you would talk to them and they would say little things and they would like come into your town and then i think there was like kind of a stripped down RPG you could do with their, oh, is that wow. what it was? Where you would like go through a castle and depending on who you saw that day, you would like fight stuff. Am I remembering oh, this correctly? Oh yeah. 
I think there's oh like God. a whole fighting mechanic with it. Yeah, I don't fully remember or even what the point of it. I don't. You, it yeah, wasn't like a know. real-time fight versus the person. It's like after you, no. something would click on after you pass that person and then you could do something once It would that be like they would be a on. part of your like party. So you would be going yeah. through, I think, like a castle or something and fighting sort of general Nintendo oh, baddies. And then if you have like 10 people you should be passed that day, I think they could like give you boosts and help out. But I might be misremembering it. But I, I think there was yeah, like was a certain combat. Like yeah, I think so. It was it was more so the excitement of being able to stealthily acknowledge other gamers in the crowd yeah. without actually interacting with them. Without actually interacting, yes. which is wow, every that is nerd yeah. paradise. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And then sometimes there would be like special Fake edition me's who would come. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. how you would get them, but there would be special me's sometimes too, which would be like the Nintendo staff. You'd get like yeah. Reggie. Yeah, man, it's wild that. You know, I think as with all things like that on consoles that end up being sold to children, there's always <laughs> some issues that ruin it for everybody where they all get permanently shut down. But it is a shame that, like, considering how much I carry my Switch everywhere, I wish there was just a little, a little something. Me too. It, that's so interesting. It, it's like introvert paradise, right? Because it's it's not actual socialization, but still you can say that you were, like, quote unquote, hanging out with people. Yeah. I think that that's a very clever mechanic for a thing designed. Yeah. Uh, for well, it was sort of like people. that that first summer of Pokemon Go, where <laughs> it was an excuse for a bunch of gamers to go outside and, and get hit by cars. Yes. And get hit by cars, <laughs> etc. But just there was something in the air. Uh, it was it was my first time visiting LA that summer, and so it was a lot of like wandering out until two a.m. until all of our phones died trying to catch Pokemon, but. Mm -hmm. That was a special moment. And I know people still play it. I just, it's, it's not the same as that first little wave. It, it was a special, it was special being in the Grumps office during Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. And, and watching our own Brent Lilly <laughs> take his phone out and be like, I could go to the gym. Yes. You know, or whatever. Yes. Oh. That was the Never. first time you visited LA was Pokemon Go time? Yeah, it was. It was. It's exciting. That was a good time. It was a while ago. That was what, 20, what? 15, 16? 15, 16, yeah. Somewhere around there. That's very cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, I always felt like, so when I was a kid, I went from Nintendo DS to I got all A's in my school year, so I was mm -hmm. allowed to pick either a PS2 or a Wii, and the Wii was oh. exciting, so I went with the Wii. I am curious how my gaming trajectory would have been different had I gone for a PS2. Um but the Wii was like a brand new world of exciting gaming experiences. Mm -hmm. So after you had your Nintendo DS era, were you like a PC gamer through this? What kind of direction did you spec out in? I have never been a PC gamer. I still would much rather play on a console. Like I'm playing Boulder Gates, Baldur's Gate 3 now on my PC and I have to and I love it. Is it but great? I, the game has to be really good for me to like want to sit at a desk for more than like mm. an hour. So it's like that in The Sims, I'll play on the computer basically. Oh, yeah. But I so we have do you, like do you mod your Sims? No, I don't. I keep it pure. Oh. I just spend a lot of money getting every single game pack. I, I don't like this is the thing. This. I don't like computers. I don't understand computers. <laughs> so I'm like I don't want to mess with like anything that's even close to coding. And that's mm. what modding feels like to me. I'm like, the game's going to update, things are going to break, and I won't know what, what will happen, and I'll be afraid to play my game again. Mm -hmm. So, I just so valid. Yeah. But we did have a PS2, 
we had we actually had a, a number of consoles. My folks are also divorced, so we had like different things at my mom's house versus my dad's. So we had our Nintendo 64 at my mom's. We had like a PS2 at my dad's. He also had like a PS1. We had, you know, early Nintendo consoles as well, but I didn't really care about those as much as a kid. I did love the PS2 and I loved the Wii. I also remember the like mad scramble to get a Wii and how hard it was in the oh, early yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when we finally got a Wii, it was like the greatest day. And like play, we played so much Wii sports. I have oh, a lot yes, of memories absolutely. The, Wii. the bowling. Yes. Ah, the oh, tennis. tennis. Tennis was the one. I still love Wii tennis. Yes. And the Wii Sports Resort somehow made it better. Like the archery, it was so good. The flying. Uh, I played a ton of both of those games. That alone I'm, made the Wii worth it. I definitely would cheese the like marathon running one by just sitting there and doing a trick off motion and being like, I'm exercising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, what, what a special thing. I guess I'm, and then I missed the boat on Wii U. Uh, but I think. Probably most people miss the boat on Wii U. I love my Wii U. I wish my I had gotten one. My Wii U is still in my TV console. Wow. Yeah. What, what were your like... go-to Wii U yeah. games? Go what were my go-to Wii U games? I mean, I played Breath of the Wild on Wii U, so that yeah. is an easy one. I also played so much Splatoon on the Wii U. Also, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, or Mario Kart 8, it wasn't Deluxe then yet. That is such a good game. Like, all the best uh, Switch games first wii u games which i know is like just play the switch at this point but they were good i love mm-hmm. my wii u i also played uh wind waker on the wii u mm-hmm. nice yeah like the the re-released version of mm-hmm. it you mean yeah yeah, yeah. is it yeah. raining yeah. brian for you i don't know do you want me to go check no you don't oh ew it's raining uh what yeah Wait, oh. are you? Where are you? Are you sure it's raining? I'm, I'm in Echo Park. I can see. I can You're see it with my own it eyes. It does look kind of rainy. I'm supposed to go to the pool after this. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I a swear. pool, a rainy, rainy pool is a very nostalgic. That feels in the wheelhouse of playing Nintendo DS. Oh with well, your well friends, here's here's a here's a rainy pool question for you. Okay, uh, Layton, you're from North Carolina. Abby, did you, where, where did you where did you grow up? Ish. I've lived all over. So I have lived all over mostly east coast okay so mostly east coast like dc area boston i guess some texas florida so okay so i think this will be relevant to you then when i was a kid if you were in a pool and it started raining some adult would come screaming into the vicinity and go everybody out of the pool everybody out of the pool for lightning reasons like Mm -hmm. if you know it was just accepted that if you were in the pool and it started to rain get out of the pool and that does not seem to be a thing here in California, where it's like, it's probably fine. I mean, A, it doesn't rain that much during pool season. But right. I don't feel like this is relevant to Interesting. a California upbringing. For, for me, it was always raining is fine. In fact, being in the pool while it's raining is one of life's greatest pleasures. It was once mm-hmm. the thunder and lightning what was you like do? near. Get wetter? No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, what? I'm going to swim under the water and look up, and I get to see all the raindrops hitting the surface and then come up, and it's all, like, muggy and weird out. It's great. It's awesome. Yes. But this is spoken as someone who's never been electrocuted, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe my parents were just uh, nervous about it, but I remember this in summer Buzz camp, kills. too. No, is, we well, definitely they... had that as well. It yeah. would be, like, a mandatory rule. Like, there, we saw lightning or we heard thunder. You got to get out of the pool, and you have to wait, like, 20 minutes to play, like, four square in your bathing suit until you yep. get back in the pool again yes 100 um 
I mean, yeah. it, that that feels like the extension of the fish in the pool that come out to bite you, but only when you need to get out of the pool. Same with yes. like, you know, don't eat for, don't swim for 30 minutes after eating or whatever. Like, well, that's the best time to swim. Like and, and that, and that, now, now I know when you want to, you want to go swimming when you're fucking tired, when you've just eaten. It's, it's great. Yeah. You're chilling, uh, especially if you're in a little jaw. Getting your jaw yeah. on with the homies. Wait, uh, what? What? I don't even know what jaw. that means. The jaw. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I have to guess. Now, is this okay? Is this Gen Z slang or is this latent slang? This is our friend group slang. In your in the jaw. Does it short for ninja? Taking a, a stew in the jaw. I feel like J this one's okay. Oh, it's a jacuzzi. I, I got it. It's yeah, a jacuzzi. Yeah, go. Okay, yeah. got it. And you don't say koozie. <laughs> You say Joe. No, you know what? So when we were at Creator Clash and we were all getting ready to leave for the Bahamas, uh, mm -hmm. we were all like, we're just going to stew in the Joe with the gamers. And Brent said the exact thing that you just said. <laughs> and I was just like, no, Brent, you don't get it. Because I'll take any opportunity to dump on Brent because it's yes. funny because he doesn't know how to react to it. <laughs> he dishes yeah. it out so much Th and he has is... no idea how to take it. <laughs> This is our friend and uh, CEO of Game Grumps, Brent Lilly. Yes. We're, we're talking about it. Maybe one of the God bless one of you, my Brent. closest friends and least cool people I know. <laughs> uh, um, but, anyway, yeah, yeah. Ja, great. That's, ja. I don't know if anybody would like to work that into their vocabulary on my behalf. I would greatly appreciate it. Please spread the well, good word of the Let's ja. put it out there. Uh, should we move on to some segments? I think. I guess so. It feels we very should. segmentable. Uh, yeah. So, everybody, this is, it's time for our first segment on the show. Layden, please don't browse the internet during recording. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted oh, to see when it was going to stop it's raining, my, it's my for new fuck's sake. favorite thing is to whenever you're talking to someone on a video call, when you see the lighting change and it start, they get lit because you know they're looking at a, at a browser, is to call mm -hmm. them out on it. This is my, oh. I had a meeting the other day. Oh, it was great. Um, now I'm just going to start doing this to fuck with you. <laughs> great. Yeah, just get a light that you turn on over there. Um, and you know what? I wasn't even doing that in the middle of somebody talking. You were transitioning into a segment, and I was checking the weather for the hour by hour when it's going to stop raining, and also mm -hmm. pulling up my Google Keep so I can check for what I wrote down Look, to say saying... during this segment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you prefer I say nothing, Brian? I feel like this is about something else. <laughs> it always is. It always is. Uh, our first segment is our pop culture recommendation segment. This is where you get to talk about a book, a movie, a video game, something you've been enjoying recently. And we say pop culture, but really we mean literally anything. The segment, Extremely unpop culture. Yeah, usually. that's right. It could be pop. It could be unpop. It could be meaty pop. Uh, the name of this segment is called What's Poppin'? And the theme song, which we add in post because I don't have the ability to play it now goes here what's poppin what's poppin so i have no further questions layton what's poppin what's poppin for me is that uh so i think i've mentioned this on this show before but for the longest time you know speaking of lost media a, a big thing that has been a hubbub on the internet is this place called mckamey manor Oh Which my god! Has been shut up. What? It's been considered. No, I, it terrifies me. That's why I said, "Oh my god!" Not because. Well, that's I, great. Okay, so, great. 
you know, the it's it's been purported to be the world's most extreme haunted house. Like the guy on mm -hmm. Dark Tourist went and did it and tapped. Like the whole thing is that most people tap out within 60 seconds. Uh, there's, you know, all of this. There's a waiver that was leaked that was like, you're going to have crazy bugs put on you. You're going to rip out your fingernails. And, you know, all these people come out of doing it and they're like, I am severely traumatized. Like they broke my bones. This is really fucked up. What? This has to be shut they down. They yes. my bones? Broke. How is bones. that legal? Excellent question, Abby. You can't just Abby. sign a waiver that's like, it's okay to break my bones. It's okay to yeah. kill me. Well, I, I signed a waiver. I signed a waiver. So, yeah. yeah. And so it's been a, an object of fascination because nobody's ever, quote unquote, beaten it. And they're very lock and key about what happens. And McCamey Manor, Russ McCamey, the guy who runs it, films mm -hmm. everything. And he tells the people that are doing it that he's live streaming to group of people that we don't know and he'll post like these really edited versions so you don't actually see what's happening you just see the person being tortured a bit with like really extreme horror movie music <clears throat> anyway so anytime there is any new piece of information about McCamey Manor I am all over it because it's been a slow trickle for years and years and years so this YouTuber Reckless Ben released this several part series called Infiltrating McCamey Manor oh my and it's incredible okay. it, i want to watch it it yeah, me too. solves what mccamey manor is it does yes Whoa. he goes in he films all of it he <gasps> gets access to what was live streamed and uh, to spoil it mccamey manor doesn't fucking exist okay this makes sense to me <laughs> really? okay yeah <laughs> so Amazing. basically the whole thing is like russ endlessly moving these goalposts on people but the whole thing is that the live stream part is that it's a fucking fetish live stream <laughs> it's what? like struggle porn fetish shit and he What's keeps moving the porn not to get too oh, deep God. into this oh well surely people surely like struggling I'll... to be like i can't open a box <laughs> yeah no that's literally what it is really um, it's anybody like a, a big point because in this series reckless ben like interviews a dominatrix and she's like there are like 10 different fetishes in this like they cover their face with paint uh yeah it, it, like paint struggling sure yeah, and it, the guy is a professional slackliner, an athlete, and so he's in really great shape. He trains for it. And what they make him do all day is like really intense physical exercise while being like, you're going to have to find a key and then rats are going to fall on you. And even then, like, you're not going to make it into the manor. And so, like, they basically, he flies all this way to come do it. And this for is eight the, hours, the they ben, just like. Ben is a, is the is YouTuber. a slackliner. He's yeah. a slackliner. Okay. And they like don't let him in and so not to be deterred by this the guy gets his other friend who's also a professional athlete who also does crazy shit for fun and sends him in. <laughs> and he's begging russ he's like but where are the scorpions put that's fun for me come on do are you pepper spray me and russ is like no and starts <laughs> arguing with him and makes him leave and basically like the level of investigative reporting that the guy keeps going into to like dig further into this the videos keep getting taken down by the people at mckamey manor this is it amazing is, it's incredible so what's popping for me is reckless ben siri on series on that i would love to have him on the channel i'm gonna email him yes please do but also he has another series about him infiltrating scientology and Ooh. it's fantastic. It's like, it feels like it was all shot in 2011. It feels very old school. Cause it, it's like, a, clearly with the Scientology series that's a little older, it's like dude and his roommates at UCLA, just like getting wow. a film credit by making a series of infiltrating Scientology. I didn't realize YouTube had an infiltration <sighs> vertical. That's pretty great. 
but but sense. every every yeah. step of the way like it just feels so guided by like what can i best do to be a little stinker right now like it's such <laughs> chaotic evil uh journalism and i appreciate that deeply that's amazing uh, wait so the videos are have been taken down and they keep popping well, up so or? i this was an easy five bucks for me the guy reckless ben put the the one episode that's been taken down on his patreon along with like you know behind the scenes stuff from it because they just oh, do they just insert like crazy stunts into the videos too because again he's a professional slackliner and so you know at every step of the way it's just like a fun interesting new little i i just like am so, so blown away by this oh, oh, channel i'm sorry let, to gush but let, let me away. see okay so if i understand properly the whole thing is just the lead up to McKamey Manor. There's no place to go. It's just mm -hmm. a way of putting people through some initial whatever struggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is then shown to people who are into that sort of thing as a fetish. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. And it, because so people, he's, he's moved states a couple of times, because back originally the manor was in San Diego, and apparently back then it was actually more of a thing. But since he's moved to, I want to say, Tennessee, oh, the biggest bombshell drop is that uh, he, so the only thing that you need to do to get in other than travel is you need to donate a bag of dog food for his greyhounds. And he's like, you need to go get it from the Walmart that's over this way. There's one right next to my house. Do not go to that Walmart. And so... Ben goes to that Walmart and he he films himself asking the people working there like, hey, do you know anything about McKamey Manor? And they're all like, oh, yeah, Russ works here. <laughs> <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. Susie and I watched this on my birthday and we were both just like this is jaws amazing. on the floor screaming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I truly cannot recommend it enough. Not only should you go watch it, please give money to his Patreon. Like, I can't believe he only has wow. 200,000 subs or something. It's like, how are you not huge right now? And it's a fetish thing. I guess it was in the name the whole time. Thing. It came me. We should have seen it off. coming. Good right? work. Thank but you. but I, I also can't time. believe that I didn't think about that possibility for years of being deep no. in this. Just because it's so prosaic. I assumed that it was like... A torture thing but it's not really torture it's just like stress test stuff or like you know we're gonna dump pain on your face or it, the the dominatrix that they talk to really helpfully points out that like they're also as they're doing this to you they're like you haven't even done anything yet we're not even doing anything to you and that's part of it <laughs> so it's yeah so the wow. people who what are saying gift. that like they're fingers were getting broken were they like perpetuating the lie that it's a haunted house or did they actually get their fingers broken there, people have definitely actually gotten hurt because they are very rough. Like oh. they do uh, fish hooking where oh. like they drag oh. you around by your mouth. So there what? is like a good level of actual harm oh being done. No, um, but at least for this guy who I think he knew was going to do somewhat of an, you know, a deep, like, I don't know. It goes much deeper. More episodes are coming out. I can't fucking wait. I love it <laughs> because clearly this guy is not to be deterred. Every step of the way where it's like, and I guess the series would be over here. It's just like, here's a new devious scheme that I've come up with to ruin this man. I also work at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So Reckless Ben McCamey Manor. This is maybe one of my most emphatic what's popping. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Excellent work. All right. Uh, Abby, what's popping? My gosh, this is a hard one to follow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the pop culture that I like to recommend to people is Marion Ingalls' book, Bear. It's one of my favorite books. It's a quick mm -hmm. read. Um, I guess all you need to know about it is, well, 
I think it's a really beautiful book, but I think that the hook that gets people into it, this is a book I think it was written in the 70s. Um, it's banned in a lot of places. It's about this librarian who she like, you know, is maybe like a little shy or a little introverted. And she is assigned to go catalog all these books in this like octagonal house in the Canadian wilderness. And then there is a sort of semi-tame bear that lives on the property. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, long story short, she fucks the bear, but it's a really good Excellent. book. And it's more beautiful than that. But I think that's like, you have to know like the, whoa, crazy hook. And then you have to read yeah. it and be like, oh no, this is lovely. Mm -hmm. That sounds awesome. But what's who's it by again? Marion Ingle. I believe is her name. It's good. It's not too long either. It's a pretty quick read. Excellent. Yeah, I'm a big fan I will, though. I will read the shit out of that. Good. Here, let me know what you think. Yeah, we'll do. Um, Brian, mm -hmm. what is popping? Hmm. Well, uh, what's popping for me? this week uh it's a it's an old album but not as old as i usually go this is from 2005 it is uh fat lips album the loneliest punk so if you don't know fat lip he was uh, a rapper from uh started out in the far side the the rap group and this album it is just so great it has probably i mean probably the biggest hit ever like hip-hop hit about being depressed and unhappy with yourself called what's up fat lip and so he has this kind of like sad clown sort of persona and the video is like him getting like ridiculed by children and riding around on like a, a tiny bike and just looking sad and it's so great uh that was like i think the big single off the album i mean name another like you know hip-hop song about being just sort of depressed and lying to people that you're okay it's amazing uh there's a bunch of, there's another song on the album called writer's block which is about having writer's block and how it should be so simple because all he needs to do is rap about what he's thinking but he still can't come up with anything uh and Relatable. the production is great it's very <laughs> synth heavy lots of great synths and keyboards mm -hmm. uh there's a song with with shock g from uh digital underground aka humpty hump humpty hump's my name that's shock g uh it's i i love this album so much it is like the the production is just fantastic and uh the the writing's just very funny and emotionally honest in a way that i feel like you don't i mean i think this is less true now than it was in 2005 sorry more true now than it was in 2005 but uh or more or less what am i trying to say it was harder to be emotionally honest uh at least in hip-hop in 2005 than it is now uh and i i love everything about this album a charlie tuna is on one of the songs it's got a bunch of cool people uh who were like you know big big at the time and some of whom remain big but really worth listening to the loneliest punk by fat lip uh the chorus of what's up fat lip goes who am i kidding who am I fooling? They say, what's up, fat lip? And I say, cool. So it's all just about how he's lying to people that everything's great. It's wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Speaking of sad clowns, uh, <laughs> we should we should get back to watching The Sopranos with Jory, which, yes. you know, the yes. idea of the sad clown is a recurring thing. Well, you know, you, 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 uh, you weren't 
uh, w- with us for this one episode, but I recently recommended a show with Michael Imperioli in it, who plays is it White a Lotus? no. It's uh, this fool, which is on Hulu. It's like a sitcom about working class L.A. And he plays a uh, a quote unquote minister at a, like a, a, a ex-con like rehab program called Hugs Not Thugs. It's a, it's great. It's very funny. It's supposed to be stupid. Like I'll, I'll, I'll watch him in anything. You know, he's great. And he, but especially to, if he's just fucking cooking the shit out of it on chopped and everybody in the room yeah. wants to fuck him <laughs> great well part, part of there, there's a subplot i'm not going to give anything away in this fool where people wanting to fuck michael imperioli plays a a big role it's only natural baby it's only natural god i wish guy. i was i wish i was wearing my christopher Maltesanti shirt today mm-hmm. and not my homebody shirt by the way you can get homebody on switch pc xbox and playstation uh wherever you get your games you should wherever buy you get your games thanks segment two segment two final segment it's time for our final segment which is called peaches and lemons which is the three-part gratitude exercise and one part petty grousing and the theme song goes right here god that theme song fucking sucks i like it Mm, no i could hear it and i also have opinions on it Oh, Good. well, actually, can I ask you, no, Abby? No, 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 Hold on, hold on, one sec, one no. sec, one sec, one sec, Layton. So, regarding the What's Poppin' theme song, if you were to have heard we're it, We're talking what do about you the think... Peaches and Lemons yeah, theme song, you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, hold on. If you were to have heard the What's Poppin' theme song, what do you think you would have thought of that one? What do I think I would have thought of it, or what would I have expected it to sound like? Both. I feel like on a lot of podcasts unless i mean sometimes i feel like it's either like the music rocks or the music sounds so generic and i can't wait for it to be over Mm -hmm. and doesn't seem to fit at all but i feel like it usually depends on how long the podcast has been going on for Mm -hmm. um so i guess that's all to say i think i would expect it to be kind of a a short hopefully under 10 seconds Mm -hmm. little ditty Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is uh like high energy for what's popping but not too high energy i think that's a perfect description honestly that's pretty much what it is it sounds like this here i'll play it for you what's popping what's popping i can't believe you would that's what it sounds like cool um cool cool (laughs) that was not what i was envisioning i will say well, we, we need to surprise him, please. It, it was also so oh. goddamn loud, Brian. I can't control that except for the volume on it. I, I'm just, I'm gobsmacked. Here, the, this is better. I'm gobsmacked. This should be quieter. Oh, so not only can he play it at will, he can control the volume. Listeners, I hope you take note of this and remember this. I and don't unfortunately this have the ability to play that or control the volume. Cast like gay Keith girl boss king. That's what I do. Can we As do you the told last me the thing? other day, we... uh, Layton, that's <laughs> Kenuff. <sighs> All right. Well, we're each going to start with a lemon, which mm-hmm. is a thing that is a minor bummer or grievance or annoyance or, you know, something similar to what we all just watched happen here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go first because there's a lemon that I want to say 
but mm. I cannot air publicly. Oh. That I, I texted Brian frantically about as an update on my lemon oh, from this. the other week. Yes. Brian, would you concede that the lemon that I want to do is incredibly funny and ridiculous? Yes. Is there any way you can talk about it in broad broad can we describe a fantasy situation which is similar to that lemon but legally distinct from that lemon no i don't think we can it's already you know me i am legitimately conflict averse and i found myself stepping in the middle of a conflict and it was a well, very stupid conflict actually also no uh -uh. i did not start this conflict i was the not one bringing the heat on this conflict i just want that to be known even though the conflict in question is not known uh I didn't do shit. Uh, I, 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 here, I'm going to discuss it in broad brush strokes. Okay. 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 So I, I have a lemon tree that uh, grows outside my, uh, my house. And I asked for the city to put the lemon tree there. And they put the, the lemon tree there. And then one day I woke up and the lemon tree was gone. Someone had come in and ripped it out of the ground. And so I called the city and I said, hey, can I get another lemon tree? And the city said, yes, of course, you know, we can only do a few of those, but you get one a year. So here's your lemon tree. So they come, they put another lemon tree in. The next day I wake up and the lemon tree is gone. And so I text my block. We have a group text with people on the block and I'm like, hey, does anyone know what happened to my lemon tree? And my neighbor who lives across the street said, oh, yeah, I didn't think you really wanted it. So I ripped it out and gave it to someone down the street. <laughs> And I was like, why would you do that? And she was like, what the fuck is your problem, idiot? <laughs> oh, I don't know if we can keep that in, but that is the perfect summation of what happened. Um, yeah. I think we can keep that in because it's we my story. Well, no, see, because this is my living situation and we're already, as you know, dealing with somebody who is not exactly reasonable and I don't necessarily want to create a further hostile environment by airing it on my show that they, you know, probably wouldn't listen to, but knowing my luck. Right. Anyway, so that's not my lemon. I was just mentioning that I have a lemon that is really funny and good that I just can't talk about. Mm -hmm. My actual lemon is that I filmed uh, some stuff with Jory at the office in real mm -hmm. life the other day. And yeah, it's one thing sucks. when we're, yeah, fuck that guy. When we're on our webcams doing our little podcast, I'm fine doing on camera stuff. The moment it is on a set with a real camera, all my brain cells fall out of my ears. And you know, you know me and Jory, we're both pretty charming and agreeable and charismatic people. Mm -hmm. We were struggling. So oh, if any no. of you end up seeing, I, that's not true. I'm sure it's fine. You guys but are we both great on camera though. Like we were struggling. So anyway, if anybody sees uh, homebody promos with me and Jory on on social media or on the Grubs channel, uh, it's ju it's just I haven't seen any of them yet or if they are done but I just I'm not I never feel good about it <laughs> I'm sure they're fine I'm sure I they're fine you, I think you and Jory are both fantastic on camera and Thanks. I'm sure they're great it's just sweat you know like set lights and you know oh real professional camera someone is mm -hmm. going to be paid to edit this and here's my face and I did my makeup does my makeup look okay do I look okay do I sound okay please give me approval mm-hmm all right well that's my lemon i'm getting it's hot and i'm getting punchy <laughs> as always happens when we record at this time of day mm -hmm. someone else do a lemon. uh abby do you have a lemon sure my lemon is gonna be that i've been it's been really hot in la and it's been sunny and it's been like inescapable i live on the top floor so my apartment is especially hot and i've been mm. very excited 
for my pool day today. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to be raining on the one day I go to the pool, it's, it's bullshit. I'm going to be a little bit annoyed. I want it to be sunny and scorching hot weather. I want that pool to be so refreshing and I want there to be no other water in sight because that's why there's the pool and that's why the pool is necessary. So that's my lemon. Love it. Thank yeah. you. Ryan, what is well, your sorry, lemon? I'm just checking my app that says it is raining here too. What the hell? Oh, there you go. Fucking rude. Uh, He's so rude today. Uh, okay, here, here's, here's my lemon. And, um, you know, I, I, I there's one skill I wish I possessed that I honestly think is something we should teach everybody in school these days and it is file management and i what am i doing with my files <laughs> like i have no coherent system for how i'm supposed to organize them and they they you know i have like by some measure decades of files so somewhere i have old files that i can't even read anymore because they're on like three and a half inch floppies so fuck those i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about a hard i have a hard drive looking at right now which has files from probably up to 15 years ago and i need to back this thing up and i don't i mean i have backed it up but i don't want to do it unless it's like well organized but the idea of going back and like going through these files and like trying to figure out some kind of organizational system is so it's like the most daunting thing in terms of a problem i have to solve that i can think of right now and i have literally no idea what a good way of doing it is i don't know i don't need to fucking optimize it i'm not waiting for the perfect way i just want like a half decent way way, (laughs) a way where i will be able to find stuff i want to find and know what's on it and i have no idea how to do it like i can dump shit into folders but it's not the macro (laughs) thing of like oh it's this thing go in that folder what am I doing? And I've, you know, I, and it's also the kind of thing that if I knew how to do it well to begin with, I wouldn't be in this situation now. It's like taxes. Like if you start saving receipts, it's not going to be so bad if you do a little bit at a time. Now that I'm looking at 15 years of fucking data that I have to like organize and back up it, it every time I think about doing it, I drag like one file into a folder and I'm like, oh my God. And then I just have to stop. I hate it so much. I wish I was better at it. And I think teaching basic like file management would be a huge resource someone by the way that's very good at this is our producer jarek because a big part of being like any you know any kind of graphic design or like music or stuff like that you have to be able to go find old projects that you did and it's like it's a big part of that i think he learned that in school and uh i i never did i wish i did and i'm mad at myself for being bad at it that's my see i think my system of saving this is the thing final, this is the thing final too, this is the thing final, final, actual final, (laughs) works just fine. Yes. And my desktop, you don't even wanna see it because you can't see it because it's covered in icons. (laughs) It's a mess. Cause I'm a messy bitch who lives for drama, but only within my file folders. That's exactly how I describe it, yes. Uh, Okay, moving on. All right, now it's time for Peaches, where we each say three things that have happened or are going to happen that are fun, good, nice, exciting, what have you. I can go first, because I'm pretty great quick with my Peaches. Uh, number one, I had a lovely birthday last week, mm-hmm. uh, at which I spent canceling a plan and then hanging out with Susie, and we had a deep conversation for like four hours and we ate some cheesecake and we watched those McCabe Manor videos and it was the perfect, it was like my That's first great. actually good birthday that was free of 
random environmental stressors for the first time in years. It was great. Uh, my second peach is, you know, you know, my lemon involved filming in real life and being twitchy and nervous about it. But that filming with Jory in real life also involved us putting fake blood on ourselves. And that mm. was really, really fun. That's There's just something about fake blood that's so satisfying to me. Yep. Even though I was blowing it out of my nose for like two days afterwards, because as is the nature of fake blood. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that was good. Highly recommend fake blood. Super great. Fun to put on your friends. Fun for your friends mm -hmm. to put on you. Fun to get all over the grub's bathroom on drop sheets and feel like Patrick Bateman. Rules. Mm -hmm. My final peach is that the aforementioned Jory and I have begun working on another project together. Oh, what? Yes. And Scoop. I can't say shit other than another hole in one. It's it's shaping up to be a good one. And I'm, I'm just the The creative energy after months of rotting in my bed. Uh, <laughs> it's very energizing. It's great. So, hooray. Is, is it the idea I've been pitching you forever, <clears throat> which is Jory Simulator? Now, what happens in Jory Simulator? Well, how mean should I be here? Uh, <laughs> what if you What if you tried no. the radical approach of not calling Jory a piece of shit on this show for once? What happens and, is you're and the not best. claiming no, no. that he's like an alt right. You, no, none of that today. I would never, lady. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> what that I I am offended by the implication that I have anything I but the highest the regard for Jory. Cut. I want the super have, cut of Brian never, slandering I, that, Jory that is, Griffiths that is on this an show. AI fake. Of me saying mean things about Jory. What happens in the Jory simulator is you're a super genius and ultra talent who is a generally wonderful person. That's what happens in the Jory simulator. Huh. Brian, what are your peaches? My peaches. Uh, okay. Peach number one. Uh, I recently got a new audio interface uh, for this computer and I set it up and it didn't work. And after about two solid days of fucking with it, it suddenly started working today. Why? Couldn't tell you. What am I doing differently? Nothing that I know, but I am hearing audio from my computer and putting audio into it as evidenced by the fact that you two can hear me right now. So it's working. I wish I knew why. So I can fix it when it will stop. And it, mark my words, it will stop working because it's a piece of audio equipment, but at least for right now, everything's great. Uh, peach number two, and I don't think I can give a specific on this, but I have a release date for my upcoming <gasps> solo smooth jazz album, which is uh, sometime in November of uh, wow. of this year. I don't think Much I can say what it is yet. to be grateful for. Abby, I'll show you the cover. I have to edit this out because I haven't released it yet, but this is it. Amazing. <laughs> I, are, is it releasing on vinyl? I want one. It, it, it is releasing on vinyl and, it, and vinyl cassette. and cassette. I'm doing vinyl <laughs> and cassette only. No CDs. I don't think that cassette's so coming back. People love their it little is. cassettes. Vinyl makes sense to me. Cassettes, not so much. But hey, enjoy your nostalgia, yeah. I guess. I, 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 I did uh, two-tone cassettes. It's, I'm really excited. Yeah. So that's exciting because that has been in the works for a very long time. And to finally have a date on it is great. Uh, and uh, my final, I feel like I might have talked about this one. You know what? Fuck <laughs> it's it. not I'll, like we've ever repeated ourselves on yeah, this show. Yeah, but it might be in, in successive weeks. For, I apologize if I already said this one. Uh, I am in a couple of weeks going on a dad daughter trip with my nine year old to Las Vegas, Nevada. 
And wow. we are going to go to Meow Wolf and go see shows. There's somebody who advertise, advertises themselves as, a, quote, a pet magician, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> I might take her to see Katy Perry. I don't know. Uh, so I think we're going to do some fun Vegas stuff, go swimming in cool, you know, exciting pools and do fun things that uh, a kid would do. I've had a couple people question the wisdom of taking a nine-year-old to Las Vegas, but I have many other parent friends who have done it recently with their similarly aged children. And they're like, it's, it, they're like, as long as you're not walking down the strip during flyer time, uh, it's great. So yeah, and she's weirdly good at crafts. Like, I don't know how that's, she's just that's got That's right. Well, yeah, well, we, have, we have that full-sized practice table. <laughs> Lady uh, Luck shines on her. Yeah. <laughs> while while uh, you're there, yeah. could you, if you see anything that reminds you of my obsession with Fallout New Vegas, would you would you be so kind as to take a photo or... Can you send you me know? a mood board or something that would give me something to go on? Because I don't really know anything know about Know anything about Fallout Think New Vegas? Think a lot of browns and bottle caps. Think out. Like think about cowboys. Suits. Yeah, okay. it's sure. it's just Fallout, but cowboy, and yeah, it's the greatest. This is. I want. I, I want I a do. visualization of all 183 episodes of this show, and I want a, a color in of how many episodes I mentioned Fallout New Vegas in. Yeah, I think that you're going to see a dramatic. It's most. It's most. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. So yeah, I'm excited to go to Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas, and we played a show there. Oh, five years ago, four years ago, something like that. Uh, and that was probably the last time. And I'm I'm very excited. Also, I think this will be my final of the three main Meow Wolves that I haven't seen yet. So uh, I'm excited to see that one too, a.k.a. Omega Mart. So. Oh, shit. I love the promotional stuff for Omega Mart. It's really awesome. All the Meow Wolf stuff rules. So. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Those are my the peaches. peaches. Abby, okay. what, my turn for my peaches. Yeah, go okay. off. Okay, my first peach. Uh, my girlfriend is on a business trip, and she gets back today. She's flying hey. right now, so yeah. excited to see her. That'll be nice. Uh, my second peach. I had surgery six weeks ago today. It was abdominal surgery. So if you've had Ooh. abdominal surgery before, you know that like you can't lift anything above fifteen pounds for six weeks. So right. I'm free. That was like the last step. <laughs> Of like things I couldn't do. I can do oh. anything now. I can start deadlifting. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I can lift up my fat cat again. So yeah, and fifteen stretch. pounds is like not that heavy. So that's pretty no, restrictive, like, right? Yeah, you can't do laundry. You can't take out the trash. Can't get groceries. <sighs> like it really sucks. Yeah, so I bet. I'm happy to be free. Congrats of it. on well, healing, healing up too. I'm sure. Thank you. That feels good. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, my third good thing. I'm going to say being on this podcast. I'm having Yay. a lovely time. Thank you wow. for having me. I'm yeah. so glad. That's And what a nice way to transition into the end of the episode. <laughs> this has been like so low. I've had like such a low energy day leading up to this. And it's always great when we have a record where I just am in a significantly better mood. So thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, this was know, great. Being so, so gracious with your time. It's really nice to meet you and to get to chat. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to check out that fetish haunted house. Oh yeah. oh yeah you should Can't wait also to be a part of it if you, if you want a steam key for home or whatever you play on i would be happy to shoot you one if you want to check it out just because yeah, i want to on everyone i wanted to say something at the time but when i said uh it was right there all along mckamey manor and you abby said good job in a very dismissive way <laughs> i thought that was one of the funniest things uh, that's happened on this show. Uh, I, I love not only failing at bits, but also having someone call them out as 
just bad. So I wanted to thank you for <laughs> it's that extremely yeah. dismissive good job. No and I, I am not saying that in a passive aggressive way. I <laughs> no, that's his favorite. I, th yes. I think some of the, the best moments of this show are when I say something incredibly dismissive to Brian and it makes him laugh <laughs> really hard. You, you, you gave me a So True King a couple months ago that <laughs> yeah. has stayed with me for that a was while. so disingenuous. Was, oh, okay. It was, it was a passing So True King. Anyway. And I, <laughs> anyway, uh, back to what I was saying. Yes. So yeah. another thing that we didn't note as it happened is that your beautiful cat walked oh, past yes. earlier and I made a face, and then we I didn't ask about the cat. So please tell me about this beautiful beast that is Love sprawling. It. He is just out in the open. That's Tater Tot. He is oh, my senior citizen. Doesn't have a cat. He's That's a great cat be name. Sixteen in the new year. Can you believe it? So he's wow. He's an old man. I've had him since high school, which is insane. Because when you're a high schooler begging for a cat, you don't expect to have that cat into your thirties, and yet here we are. Yeah. Full name Tater Tot. Full name is Tater Tot. Well, I guess Tater Tot Russell is what the vet calls him. Sure, right. Yeah, Tater Tot. Wow. What are the like Tater most of the time? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask like the shortening of a dog or I cat. I call him name Tater. Is... I call him Stinky. Call him Little Buddy. Call him Little Man. Those are usually mm -hmm. the go-tos. Yep. I love that. I really appreciate Great. that anytime I see an animal in public, I just go full. It's just a little guy. <laughs> exactly. He's a special little fella. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I didn't I told this story I'm not gonna go into detail because I just told it on a mini episode but I did the only time I haven't said that is when I watched uh, some guy's dog in Best Buy piss on a bunch of Roblox <laughs> gift cards yesterday <laughs> so that was um, not that's a special little guy that was a cleanup after your fucking dog bro <laughs> that uh, was a naughty little moment. guy <laughs> yeah that was a naughty little guy that's an anti-gamer little guy as that's right how, how dare anyway. that pug pee on Roblox there were ten dollar gift cards too. Yeah, and now you know that some child is going to excitedly receive a oh, Roblox no. gift card <laughs> yeah, that they can spend piss. on their their Roblox girlfriend, and yeah, it will have a faint whiff of piss to it. Well, I think one of the Roblox mini games is moving shit out of a urine stream of a pug. <laughs> I think there's more than one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Abby, if people want to check out your stuff online or pop into your streams, where can they find you? So my username across everything is Y-B-B-A-A-A-B-B-Y. You can just search Abby Russell. It's much easier. When I made that username, I was like, it's available everywhere. And <laughs> I know why, because it's why, annoying to say. Why is that hard for people to understand? It's just your name backwards and then forwards. Exactly. I, I don't know. I think because they want to read it aloud. They want it to have, uh, like, my thing is it's not designed to be read aloud. It is something that right. just works on paper and the does not have a spoken word component yes yes but people want to say it aloud and it's just you can't do it it goes against god oh. <laughs> wonderful well mm -hmm. folks at home um i believe the last time that i recorded this show my parting words were just don't mm -hmm. so i'm going to shake it up Great. and say everyone at home do do wow. goodbye right bye do the do no, no, don't root. Don't root. It was simple. Don't say don't. You said don't. I thought. Fuck off. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Late Night is produced by Brian Weck, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore Night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com. <laughs>